Well, that was uh, Can't Wake Up by Greg Hoffman. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, welcome to the 20th episode of So There's That, the podcast. I am Didge, your host, guide, and sometimes provocateur. Uh, this episode, I think we're calling Still Alive, since it's um, it's been a while since I did a podcast. Uh, it's actually been about a month, and uh, last time we chatted, I was musing about how to handle this podcast uh, since Dante is now in college in Baltimore at Maryland Institute College of Art, and I am now relocated to New York City. And I guess more more accurately, um, I kind of whinged on a bit uh, last time about Dante, and <laughs> I received quite a few letters, uh, emails, and notes, and uh, texts, and phone calls uh, confirming that I was in fact okay, and uh, and I am. I've just been, I've just been very, very busy, and uh, and I, I'm actually I'm doing great. Uh, life is is absolutely spectacular right now. Uh, and I guess the reason I didn't get around to it is is twofold. One is this is harder to do without a second person because I'm just sort of yattering on by myself, which I can do and I have done on occasion. But it's a, it's a lot more fun when you're interacting with someone else who's coming back with stuff that you can bounce off of and, and explore conversations that you weren't planning, which is which is what I love doing. And the second was that Dante and I promised each other that we would only do this podcast uh, as long as it was fun and that we wanted to do it. And life has been busy, and I, I, again, don't don't misinterpret that. It's been it's been awesome, but it's just been crazy, crazy busy. So I decided, uh, you know, each week I was like, well, I should do the podcast and then life just kind of got in the way and I'm moving and I'm packing, unpacking and all these different things. And so I decided, uh, let me do it when it feels right. And, uh, and when I can figure out what it is that I want to do. And, and I finally did figure out what I wanted to do, uh, and how to sort of handle a solo podcast. And I, and I felt like I had enough to, to talk about on my own. So we'll, uh, I guess, I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, and since Dante's not here to ask me how my week was or my month has been, uh, I'll just kind of get into that. As as you, as you all know, I moved to New York and, and Dante started college, and I'm I'm in the process of of selling my house <clears throat> down in Maryland. And so I've I've completely moved up here. Um, everything is out of the house. Uh, down in in Maryland, and it's uh, it's been completely refurbished, and they're and they're hopefully selling it. Hopefully, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I then started unpacking, and that has been a lot longer and more laborious than I, I guess I expected. I haven't moved in twenty years, so I accumulated a lot of crap. I have to admit, and so I've been slowly unpacking, and I and I have the the main portion of the apartment that I'm recording this podcast from, uh, the living room and sort of a dining room and a reading nook and the kitchen and all that I think is in pretty good shape. Uh, the, the bedroom is about halfway done. I finally got pictures up and it, it's really starting to feel like home, which has, which has been awesome. And then it took me a couple weeks to get the cat to get shadow 
who is staring at me right now, hopefully quietly, uh, to get her used to this because she was has been an indoor outdoor cat. She's she's about eleven years old, and uh, while she never roamed the neighborhood, she liked to hang out in in the backyard a lot, and she liked to catch rabbits for me. <laughs> so the first week, she was trying to find a door to the backyard. She didn't quite understand what the heck was going on. And uh, so slowly but surely, she started to become more comfortable. I, I have um, the bed that I have here is a king-size bed. And uh, the bed in my old apartment was a, was, was a queen-size bed. So I have a feather bed that doesn't quite fit the entirety of the bed that I have now. So I have a little strip on the end, uh, which is sort of her area. And, and I have a, a, a towel that she would sleep on all the time. So she now has her favorite bed in there. And she has come out from underneath the couch, <laughs> which is nice. And she's, she's hanging out with me a lot more. has become a lot friendlier. Her fur is incredibly soft, I guess, from, from, uh, from not going outside. And, and what's interesting is, is I brought my dining room table and six chairs. And I decided, you know what, I'd like to bring a few more chairs. So in my backyard, I had these four lawn chairs, you know, that, that were like stackable. And they're, you know, they're cheap chairs. But anyway, I brought them. So I had additional chairs in case people came over or hordes of people came over, I guess. And I was unwittingly brilliant because it, it, it turns out that these are her chairs. And whenever she went in the backyard, she would she would sit on the chair and relax. So she now has her chairs. She has her, her towel. And, uh, and she's actually quite happy now and, and I think has gotten used to urban life. She's actually started to peer out the window, which is has to be kind of freaking freaky for her because it's it, we are on the 10th floor. So, uh, yeah, her, she just keeps staring straight down and I think is shocked by that. Uh, the other thing is I've been unpacking as, as I said, uh, cause I had a lot of boxes. I mean, <laughs> I still have a lot of boxes in the bedroom that I've been unpacking, but for a while it, it just, it sort of looked like debris and, and that boxes had sort of exploded all over the place. And I didn't like that. It, it just, it didn't feel like this was home anymore. It didn't feel like I was, um, that this is, you know, that this was my new life yet. And so until I could get that, that set up, it was, it was really hard to kind of sit down and, and, and lose an hour or two doing a podcast because there's set up to it and, and Dante's not here. So I have to set up everything and I'm afraid I've got the volume screwed up and things like that. But the, again, the good news is the apartment's really shaping up uh, a lot of cool, funky stuff on the walls and on the bookcases and stuff. And, and, uh, I have more and more guests are going to be coming over. So, uh, I guess I will be graded on how, on how effective I've done, uh, and then I guess the last thing is work. Uh, I've I've been I've been working doing uh, you know some consulting, new consulting work that has been fantastic. Uh, however, it's been it's been very time consuming, enjoyably time consuming. But it's just like I'm at the office at eight a.m. and I'm leaving at, you know between eight and ten p.m. Uh, each night, and it's incredibly fulfilling. And I'll talk about it a bit more, but. Um, it that that has um, that has been taking up a lot of my time. You know, you walk home and and you grab dinner, and before you know it, it's ten o'clock, and all you want to do is go to sleep. So that that has been, frankly, the reason that I haven't been doing the podcast is not not because I'm incredibly depressed. Uh, like all of the letters that I've been that I've been receiving, I, I've received a lot of letter of people very concerned that that like, are you okay and you know, are you, you know, since you whinged on so much last time about Dante, are you like in one piece and, 
you know, you're transgender and you just, you know, you, you change cities and you're changing gender and you're changing jobs and you're, you have an empty nest and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, transgender suicide rates are like 43%. And you know, I could just sort of read between the lines. So I am great. Uh, and, and I apologize, uh, that I didn't at least pop on for a few minutes, uh, with the podcast, which I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be able to, to start doing that and sort of get back, uh, and, and, uh, get, get back in the game on this, so to speak. And to that point, I think I need to refocus this podcast a bit more, uh, because I've lost that banter, um, that I had with Dante that, that so many people seem to enjoy and love and so many other people seem to loathe. Uh, so the goal is to stay on topic a little bit more, which may or may not be impossible for me. We shall see. And, um, and I, I guess, I guess with that, um, we will surprisingly jump into this week's topic du jour, which is a mixture of, uh, well, I guess we just covered me being still alive and, um, and the topic du jour is really impossible girl one year later. And I guess I should talk about Impossible Girl for those of you who who aren't familiar with it. Uh, it I, I, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. Those of you who've listened to podcasts, those of you who know me, know I'm an enormous Doctor Who fan. And uh, there was a character dubbed Impossible Girl. It was a it was a person who shouldn't exist. And uh, and I just I sort of glommed on to that because that's the way I feel. Um. Just as background for for those of you who haven't perhaps listened before, I uh, I started cross dressing when I was eight years old, and uh, I'm in my late forties now, <laughs> and um, and I I always viewed it as that there was something wrong with me that it was a habit like smoking that that I would that I would give up one day um, because society wasn't really welcoming during the 70s and 80s and even the 90s really hasn't been until recently that I think people are starting to understand what transgender folk are going through and what they are right and that it's and that it's separate from sexuality and and um and it's it's a struggle and so I literally never thought I would come out I never thought I would be able to live the life that I'm living today uh, and, and so because it was impossible, I didn't dwell on it. It was just, um, I would every three months I'd get a chance to sort of dress up for a weekend when no one was around and, and I could just sort of enjoy being in this, this dream world, you know, this fantasy world, not, again, not no sexual connotation intended, but just a world where I actually wasn't me. I was, I was female and, and I got to live over a weekend and, and I had sort of a fake past and all that different stuff because it just, I could never live this. And, um, and so a year ago, a little over a year ago, I had an epiphany, um, one day, one weekend at home. And, uh, for those of you who've seen all that jazz, it was, um, it, it was like the five stages of, of death and dying by Dr. Kubler-Ross. There's a, there's a, subplot of a comedian who's who is jokingly walking through the five stages and when he gets to the fifth stage you know there's anger denial bargaining uh depression acceptance and and so the fifth stage is i accept and he he looks up at the at the ceiling and he and he hollers i accept 
And, and I literally did that because I finally saw my life in a way that I, I couldn't unsee it, right? It was, I had been cross-dressing for 40 years and that's not a phase. <laughs> that's not a habit that you're going to quit. That's who you are. And so a year ago, I, I, I finally saw my life. I finally saw who I was in an entirely different light, and I couldn't ignore it anymore. And um, I sort of, I remember sitting at home and going, okay, that's great. That's great. Um, now what the hell do you do? It's like the candidate with, with Robert Redford. Now, now what do I do? Um, and so I, I, you know, I started therapy, and uh, and. And that's been so eye-opening for me, and, it, and it's allowed me to, to talk about and think about things that I just never allowed myself to do. Uh, and, I've, and I've been on hormones, which I had been sort of sampling on and off um, it, the past previous years, uh, and I started on them full-time. And, uh, and then I realized I needed to start coming out to people, and uh, <laughs> I sort of went on a six-month coming out tour where I told everyone in boy mode. I mean, I, I wasn't ready. I could tell people who, what I was, but I couldn't show them yet. Um, and, and that took time of me being comfortable with myself because I wanted to travel this path in an authentic way. I wanted to take each step as I was comfortable and, and present myself in a slightly more feminine way or, or, or probably more accurately share more of who I actually am and not deny that I'm still who I am. You know, my nickname has been Dig uh, for a very long time, and, and I didn't want to deny being that person. Like, I was lying to people. It was simply I was withholding, I was withholding information. And so I came out to people in boy mode, and um, and I guess it was this past January, which is I guess now about ten months ago, uh, I started to present full time as female, started to live full time as female, and uh, and and started electrolysis, <laughs> which uh, boy that's fun, and um, and there was so much anxiety uh, of that people looked at me and people would think less of me and, and, and that I would lose friends in the process. And, and, you know, what would the neighbors think? It, it, it was that philosophy. And, and I guess to protect myself, I started becoming defiant. And when people looked at me, uh, I, I made a big deal out of it instead of just kind of letting it, letting it pass. And, and so now fast forward, you know, a year later, six months later, a month later, since we last talked, um, I um, I'm living full time as a woman in in New York, and it couldn't be more awesome um, because I'm living an impossible life. Um, and there are things that I dreamt about, like walking down a New York street as a woman, and I'm doing it every day now and I'm not even thinking about it and that's uh that's just been amazing it's been it, 
again, impossible. And, and, and it's why I wake up every single morning with a smile on my face. And I have, um, I do a little bit of a beautiful mind. I sheets of paper up on the wall all over the place for story notes and project notes and, you know, book notes and all these different creative outlets that I want to do. And, I, and so I, I have giant sheets of paper, like a whiteboard, and I'm jotting down ideas all the time. So I want to do a podcast. I have a couple sheets of paper where I'm jotting down the things that I'd like to talk about and, and, and the themes that they, that they encompass. Um, and, um, and I've completely lost my, my train of thought. This is why I need Dante, um, here, but, oh, I, okay. I remember now. Um, thank you, Dante. Thank you. Thank you. The, the spirit of Dante here. Um, yes. It, anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, I have a sheet of paper that says you are impossible girl. Enjoy every day, good or bad. And it. It is so wonderful because I go to bed and I sometimes just start laughing that I'm doing this. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I had intended to have sort of two wardrobes, a boy wardrobe and a girl wardrobe. And <clears throat> and while I had lived with the boy wardrobe and a girl wardrobe in the closet, you know, underneath a pile of bags, so no one could ever find it. I thought maybe I'd switch sides, right, and and live as a woman and keep some guy clothes in the closet just in case, you know, just a secret stash, just in case I had to go back. And and I and I thought about it when I moved that I couldn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. So I literally got rid of all of my guy clothes. Um, I, I don't know what sort of emergency I would need those clothes for, but. Uh, <laughs> I am very happy with the choice other than it is now getting chilly out and I'm realizing that I have a very limited wardrobe and I am really scrounging to survive like 52 degree weather and, <laughs> and we'll see what it's like when it starts getting colder. I think I need to go shopping more, which is good, which is, um, which is awesome actually because I go shopping now and I go in there and I chat with people and they're, you know, I try clothes on and, um, you know, bought a new purse and I just, it's, it's great. It's great. And I come out and he, it's all these things I've always wanted to do and I'm doing them and I, you know, and it's, um, it's just joyful to be living a life that you want to live. And it is as good as you hoped it to be a year in, it's still wonderful and fantastic. And, and I still get comments and I still get bad things. It's not all positive, but it is so overwhelmingly enjoyable that the bad moments I can now brush off and I don't have to be defiant. Um, so around the corner from my apartment um, on uh, on 14th Street uh, between like B and C is a place called um, Otto's Shrunken Head. It's a tiki bar. And I had, I kept going by this as I was getting ready to move into the apartment. I'm like, it's a tiki bar. Oh my God, I have to go to a tiki bar. How can I not go to a tiki bar? And so I keep, I haven't been able to connect with people to be able to go there. So one night I said, screw it. Um, I saw on Facebook that a friend of mine was going to be performing there, um, a guitar solo type thing in the back room. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And so I went 
and I and they're checking IDs. And you know, I mean, I'm 49, so I figured, you know, probably not going to check my ID. And and they go ID, and I I'm like, shit. So I so I hand it to him, and I said, well, look, I'm um, that's a picture from before my transition. And he looks at me and he goes, oh wow, I didn't even notice. You look you look great. <laughs> Um, so that, that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, going into my first bar and, uh, and it was delightful. It was delightful. I was chatting with the, the bartender and, and two guys would come in from Los Angeles and another guy who was in there from London and, and we were joking around and chatting and, and it was, you know, they weren't trying to pick me up. I wasn't trying to get picked up. It was just, it was just fun and, and what's neat, what's so awesome is I now represent New York City to out-of-towners. Like when they come in and they look at me, I am what New York is all about, is someone like me being being accepted. So anyway, I'm, I'm chatting with this woman who's sitting next to me, and it turns out she's the girlfriend of the guy who's performing. And she actually thought I was female. So I'm like, bar lighting is awesome, right? And so we start talking and obviously, you know, topic of Caitlyn Jenner comes up and, and, uh, and so we're going on about that. And then before I know it, she asks me a question about my genitalia. Like, am I going to have surgery? (laughs) And I don't, I don't know how to react to that because it's, it's a deeply personal question. I mean, I don't think when someone goes to a bar and they just meet someone for the first time, they're five minutes into a conversation that you start asking them about their junk. I mean, I just don't think that's traditional decorum. But with transgender folk, it it, it seems to be. I've seen this on talk shows and, and things like that. And it's um, always so very polite. I was very nice, and because she didn't mean anything, she didn't realize that it was sort of crossing a line. So, so I, I very nicely explained to her that 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 that's actually an incredibly personal question, and and just as FYI, you may want to be careful asking other people about their about their junk. And um, but I, <laughs> and this is I used to be defiant, and now I. I I approach stuff with a sense of humor because I, I think next time someone asks me um, about my genitalia, I, I think my response is going to be, oh my God, thank you so much for asking. Um, you, you've actually now broached a topic that I want to I talk about because I have questions about, about women's anatomy, right? You know, and because I'm, I'm, I'm curious. And so now you've now opened the door for me to be able to ask questions, deeply personal anatomical questions about your body. So let me answer first, and then when we're done, then we can talk about your junk. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, again, it's, it's even though it's awkward, even though it's inappropriate, it's still, it's still pretty cool. Still pretty cool. So anyway, the, the, the whole driver's license thing d- led me to realize that, well, I'm, I move states, right? And so I need a new driver's license. And uh, maybe since I don't really feel male anymore and I feel, at, you know, at worst like a transgender woman, um, you know, I, 
I think I'm going through my teenage years, shall we say, and then my early 20 years, and I'm starting to get a lot more comfortable with who I am and how I'm presenting, and and a lot more people, well, almost everybody now is is treating me as female in, in stores and in, in line and in bathrooms, all those different things. So I'm like, I I um I would like to see if I can get <clears throat> my new driver's license listing me as female. So I look into it. And you need a letter from your doctor, which I got, which was pretty cool. And um, and in New York State, you have to have what's called six points of 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 I guess com- uh, identity confirmation, which is which is you know that it's your old driver's license is two points and your passport is four points. So so I go in, make my appointment, and uh, and I walk up there. I say, hey, hi, I'm I'm getting a new driver's license. Obviously, I'm presenting as female, and I'm like, so um, you know, I'm from out of state. And they're like, do you have your out-of-state driver's license? Yes. Do you have your passport? Yes. Do you have the letter from your doctor? Yes. Do you have your social security card? Excuse me? Like your social security card. You need your social security card. And I'm like, well, I've never had, literally, I've never had a social security card. I may have a social security number, but I just never had a card that I'm aware of, you know, and I've had jobs and I've got a driver's license in Maryland and in Pennsylvania and I have a passport. So I think that form of identification is perhaps uh, not necessary. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. In the state of New York, you are required to have a social security card. And then they hand me literally from a stack behind them a Xerox sheet of paper with directions to the nearest Social Security office because apparently everyone who goes in there doesn't have one and has to get one. And in fact, the person behind me, same thing happened. So I'm a little cranky, and I head down to the Social Security office um, down down in, in lower Manhattan. And, uh, you know, I get the number, and I'm in line, and I'm kind of cranky, and so I go up, and I'm like, okay, so apparently I need a social security card. What forms of identification do you need? Because I didn't realize I was going to have to do this. And they said, oh, do you have a driver's license? Yes, here's my driver's license. Do you have a passport? Yes, here's my passport. Great, that's all we need. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. The state of New York is requiring me to have a social security card. And the two forms of identification that I need to get it were the two forms of identification that are not enough for the state of New York. So I think there's a logic gap here. But anyway, the good news, the good news is I said, hey, uh, while I'm here, can I change my gender with the Social Security office? And they're like, yes, do you have a letter? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) In fact, I do. And so I give the guy a letter and um, he's like, great. And two minutes later, he's like, okay, your marker's been changed. Um, So, like, the federal government officially views me as female. But you don't get a card. You don't get something with, like, a giant F on it. Like, in a good way, F. Um, And and they mail it to you, so it takes two weeks. So I'm like, okay, great. So I get the card, make another appointment, go back to the uh, DMV office. And they're like, do you have your social security card? I'm like, yes, I do. So I go in there and I sit down and um, and they take my picture. And I'm like, do I look okay? And they're like, you were smiling. I'm like, great. <laughs> and uh, so I have to sit down with the supervisor and explain, you know, my letter and et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, okay, would you like to change your name too? And I'm like, 
wasn't planning on changing my name, but uh, they're like, no, 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 that's fine. We just would rather do it all at once, right? So, uh, so I go through, and they uh, they process all the paperwork, and they're like, okay, um, here's your provisional license. We will mail you your driver's license in two weeks, which is again insane. Every other state I've been in, you get your driver's license immediately. Um, but I have a provisional driver's license, and the state of New York uh, officially recognizes me as as female, uh, which is which is kind of awesome. And I've been uh, been kind of bragging about it, showing it off to people. I posted it on Facebook. I was very excited, um, and uh, and it's just crazy. It's just I, I can't express how happy um, I was and I am because it feels. It feels right, and it's, it's, I don't know, an official declaration of of who I am. I think it makes it easier to use a woman's bathroom too. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess that we'll get that. That will arrive, and then, um, and I guess the next step is, uh, is a passport, which it, I'm sure will have a horrible photo, but um, but there you go. So that's been um, so again, a just amazing, amazing couple of weeks. Uh, then, uh, that weekend, some friends of mine from Maryland, uh, who I had seen, you know, took me out to dinner before I left, uh, they were in town, they were in town. Uh, and I think those of you who have listened to many episodes of the podcast may remember Unner was, uh, was a friend of mine who, um, who went through my wardrobe and made me wear the dress and, and said, I looked sexy. She didn't mind me saying that. I'm like, no, I don't mind you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. So she was in town, and we went out for dinner, watched Doctor Who, as is my want, and we went to a thrift shop in East Village and um, tried on clothes, and I got this really cute skirt for $6, and it was, it was amazing. It was, um, it, it, I'm just, I'm doing things so naturally now, and I mean, those of you who subscribe to the video podcast, you can you can see how happy I am. You can see, you know, you can see the smile on my face. It, it's it's just unbelievable. Um, and then I had another friend who knows I transitioned, but but I haven't seen her in ten years. We worked together at, at AOL, and we keep trying to get together. It just keeps not working. And she's this like amazingly fantastic. Indiana Jones woman who literally has been on archaeological digs in Egypt and and has like been to the Syrian refugee camps taking photos and and um, and, and like has done stuff with NASA and um, and and has like discovered sunken ships and like she's amazing she's absolutely amazing and I haven't seen her in ten years and she was in town for the eclipse and uh surprisingly didn't have anyone to watch it with so i'm like look i'm four blocks away from east river and we have this gorgeous path along the river and has a brilliant view of 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 the moon why don't you why don't you come over and um and so she did and and we just had this most amazing conversation uh just so deeply personal and and the challenges in life, and um, and she asked me so many fantastic questions, uh, and you know, before you know it, it's it's been two hours, <laughs> you know, and I 
And I told her about Impossible Girl and and how I try to embrace every day and how awesome it is to be living the life that, that you want, the life that you never thought you could live, um, and how people perceive me differently and how guys perceive me differently and women who used to think I wanted to hit on them are now suddenly realize that I'm not, I mean, even though I'm a lesbian, uh, <laughs> um, and and just the the sharing that I get to have with with women that that I never experienced and always wanted to is just spectacular and um and and how now i I see things from my past that I couldn't see because I was denying who I was and what I wanted was impossible so these dreams i had these fantasies i had these these like wouldn't it be neat to walk down street of new york as a woman and and it was all always about being a woman it was it was this you know magic wand sort of thing uh as opposed to just me and and how i'm doing this now right i mean i know i keep repeating myself but but I am now able to look back and and understand what I wanted but couldn't allow myself to want so I had to process it and package it in my own mind in in a different way. So we you know we chatted and we were watching the eclipse and the eclipse was gorgeous and there were all these people out watching the eclipse which was all, which is fantastic and stoners out there as well which was kind of cool too. And um and by the end of this fantastic conversation, she was processing me as a woman, which is just so cool um, and is happening more and more frequently. So two days later, I'm in a meeting at work and, you know, I have my computer open and, you know, I have different browsers open for work and I have my personal email and, you know, some... And, I don't have Facebook open because you just, you know, don't want to be distracted. And so I get an email comes on my personal account, which says, hey, someone's posted a post that has your name in it. And so I I go there and I read this and I have to stop reading it during the meeting because it just, it takes my breath away. And so I have to wait until this really long meeting is over so I can process this and, and, and respond. So this is, this is what she wrote. She said, this weekend, I was able to reconnect with a friend who's undergone one of the bravest transformations there is and was celebrating being recognized by New York legally as a woman. We sat by the East River watching the eclipse and talked about change and acceptance, both self and by others, and had a beautiful and open conversation, which I learned so much. The next day, I listened with completely new ears to a powerful social good summit panel by Laverne Cox about how transgender people are not counted in the census and violence and discrimination against them goes undocumented. This is such an important issue. Thank you, Didge. You inspire me. And, uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I... I don't always know how to respond to these things. Um, and so I had to think about it. And, and I think I'm learning. I think I'm learning. So I wrote back, thank you so much. You humble me. And I still want to be you when I grow up. Hashtag Indiana Jones. <laughs> 
but it was so delightful that I'm so blessed to have such amazing friends who are not only open-minded and supportive, but who give me strength, who, who in the dark moments remind me um, that this is the right path for me and that there are people who are there supporting me and behind me and will give me a hug when, when the, when the going gets tough. And, um, so yeah, I just pretty cool. Let me, let me tell one more story. Um, and then, and then I'll wrap up, uh, later that week, uh, there was sort of a, a reunion of sorts for, <clears throat> for a job I used to have about, I don't know, maybe five, seven years ago. Uh, and we met at a bar called the Randolph and, um, and these are people who knew I transitioned. I just haven't seen them post transition. And so I show up there and, you know, I'm kind of their second and, you know, people are coming in. I'm, oh, Hey, and they're like, Oh wow, you look amazing. Oh my God. And, uh, one of the guys is at the bar ordering a drink. So I, I sat up next to him <laughs> as if I'm ordering a drink and, He's like, okay, who's this crazy woman? Like standing way too close to me. And then he turns and he looks at me like, yeah, like what are, oh my God, it's Stitch. Um, so I obviously I have great fun doing this. And so another friend of ours, who I haven't seen in probably seven years, uh, maybe five, I don't know. It, I'm horrible with, with, with years. Uh, anyway, she comes in and, and you know, you can see the head nods as she looks at people like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I know you. Okay. And she looks at me and just no recognition whatsoever. And I'm and I'm amused by this, so I just sort of stay on the bar stool with legs crossed, and uh, and I looked nice. I looked I looked pretty pretty good. And again, bar lighting looked very good in bar lighting. I I, I actually pass in bar lighting <clears throat> uh, until I open my mouth, of course. And <laughs> so she uh, she's giving hugs and shake, handshakes and da 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 da, and she gets to the whole group, and then she gives me her full attention. She goes. She introduces herself to me and off, offers her hand. And I I look at her and I point at myself. I go, it's Didge. And she goes, excuse me? <laughs> I go, it's Didge. And she goes, oh my God, I didn't recognize you. You look amazing. Oh my God, you were the... Like the older woman in the group who seemed really cool, who I wanted, who I wanted to meet. So aside from the older woman crack, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and, and so we started chatting and, um, and again, just these amazing, amazing conversations. And I guess, I guess the only downside was another friend, um, who has not seen me post transition, who, um, you know, is, is very adept with women, shall we say. Uh, and is very good chatting him up in bars. Uh, comes up and he sees me and, uh, and he goes, Hey, come over here. And I'm like, okay. And it's just, it's, you know, anyway, so he, he gives me a hug and he, he grabs my ass like jokingly, like, ha ha ha, you're a chick now. I get to grab your ass. And I'm like, well, okay, that was incredibly awkward. And then he goes, um, let me see your boobs. And I'm like wearing a cardigan and he like pulls the cardigan aside. He's like, wow, wow, look at that. That's pretty good. And I and I turn to the girl I just been talking to and and I give her a look and she's like, Welcome to being a woman. And and some of the guys, not all of the guys, it was about 
some of the guys were like, oh, hey, he's just being nice. You know, he's being welcoming. That's his way of being welcoming. And the married guys and the women were like, wow, <laughs> really shouldn't be doing that. So, you know, look, there are much worse things that can happen in life. Um, but by the end of the evening, it was odd because the guys had sort of gone off into their own circle and and the girls, including me, uh, were having our own chat and sort of laughing about guys and, you know, and it, <laughs> so again, it's been an amazing couple of weeks and, uh, and I guess just let me end this by saying, um, I, just sharing with you how grateful I am, uh, to be where I am, um, how grateful I am that I'm confident in who I am. I mean, I, I get treated with respect. I get treated like a woman. Um, I present as a woman. I act like a woman. I may not sound like a woman, but you know, that's, that's, that's something for me to confront at some point in the future. Um, but I guess just to, to make this point, I, um, I've been working in this office for whatever, six weeks now. And two of the people knew me previously, the rest of the people don't. And they all use female pronouns with me. And, um, and so I decided I'm going to wear a skirt to work, like a long skirt, not, not like a mini. <laughs> no one has to worry. But like a red, a burgundy maxi skirt. And, um, and, and so I wore it and no one said a word. And I was, I was a little miffed of like, really? Like, really? And then I realized that the people in the office processed me as a woman. So me wearing a skirt was normal for me. Normal, which is such an amazingly awesome word for me to be able to use. Um... So, yeah, so there's that. Um, so I, I'm i just going to end with how lucky I am. And, and I, I hope I, I never forget this, how this feels and how amazingly fantastic and impossible my life is. Um, for I am legally, <laughs> legally impossible, girl. Uh, just ask the DMV. But if you do, make sure to bring your social security card. So I guess I should just wrap up with the uh, with the obligatory endings, which is uh, please drop me a note at dig at typingmonkeys.com. Uh, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash typingmonquette. Check out the website, adventuresintransgendering.com. Yeah, I know I have a branding issue. I just, none of this is is, is the same. Uh, we're on iTunes. Uh, hopefully you are listening to us on iTunes. And if you have not already left a fabulous comment about how amazing this podcast is, uh, please do. And if you disagree and think this is not an amazing podcast, then you do not need to leave a review. Uh, that is it. And I think we're going to get played out with Greg Hoffman and Can't Wake Up. Can't Wake Up.